Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today marks the second episode of Season 2 of A Swifty Snapshot and the Fearless Taylor's Version Era. Our song is the second track from the Fearless Taylor's Version album, 15 Taylor's Version. Before we begin, I would like to extend a thank you to Amethyst for her appearance on last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you check it out. It is such a fun time. And then go follow Amethyst on all her socials, which were linked in the episode description, so that you can keep up with what she's doing in her life. Now, let's talk about the history for 15 Taylor's version. This song was written by Taylor Swift. The stolen version was produced by Taylor Swift and Nathan Chapman. And Taylor's version was produced by Taylor Swift and Christopher Rowe. The stolen version was released on November 11th, 2008 with the album release and then also as the fourth single of the album on August 30th, 2009. Then the Taylor's version re-record was released on April 9th, 2021 along with the rest of the album. This song is about Taylor's freshman year of high school at Henderson High and her best friend Abigail Anderson who she met during ninth grade. She began the songwriting with the lyric, and Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. We both cried. This is arguably the strongest lyric of the song, and we'll talk more about it later during the lyric breakdown. Taylor said, I just decided I really wanted to tell that story about our first year of high school, because I felt in my freshman year I grew up more than any year in my life so far. She wrote it not only detailing first loves and first heartbreaks, but also in a cautionary manner. She said, The thing about high school, you don't know anything. You don't know anything, but you think you know everything. Taylor was nervous to show Abigail the lyrics, and when she played the song for Abigail the first time, Abigail said, Taylor said, Does it bother you that your name is in a song that's so personal? And it really doesn't, just because of the way Taylor and I feel about it. If one girl can kind of learn from it or connect to a song like that, it's totally worth it. There is an accompanying music video for 15. It was directed by Roman White, and Roman began with the intention of making the video distinct from anything Taylor had done before and taking the video, quote, outside of high school. The idea is that there's a place where you can go back and revisit your memories. Taylor is in this void and memories are manifesting around her. The story evolves and she walks across this dream world. When she walks through those doors and people fade in and out, she just has this amazing sense of innocence. Roman White decided to annex surreal elements to create a cross between a garden and the heart of the memories. He intertwined Taylor's emotions with the growth of the garden. The garden grew when Taylor felt happy, but at the sight of pain and negative emotions, clouds appear and the garden dies, which also symbolized Taylor's 
friend Abigail's broken heart. The music video was shot using green screen and special effects such as the animated flowers were digitally added in. It was filmed over a period of just two days and it premiered on October 9th, 2009 on country music television. 15 won two broadcast music awards in 2010, one for award-winning songs and one for publisher of the year. It was nominated for Best Female Video for the 2010 MTV Video Music Awards, which it did not win. And then it won Choice Country Song for the 2010 Teen Choice Awards. Multiple performances of this song. It was first performed live as a duet with Miley Cyrus at the 51st Annual Grammy Awards in 2009. During that performance, Taylor wore a baggy beige dress layered over a tight black outfit and played an acoustic guitar, similar to the one that she plays in the music video. She performed it at the We're All for the Hall, which was a benefit concert organized by the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. It was performed at the 2009 CMA Music Festival, the 2009 V Festival, the Australian Charity Concert Sydney Sound Relief, Country Music Association Awards, the Later with Jules Holland Show, and the Paul O'Grady Show. 15 was performed at all venues of the Fearless Tour in 2009 to 2010, and during those performances, Taylor wore a pastel sundress and cowboy boots and played the song on a platform in the middle of the audience. It was performed at all venues of the Speak Now World Tour, and during those performances, Taylor wore a large champagne ball gown, sat on a vintage couch playing the acoustic guitar, and her band joins in to sing alongside her. It was performed at selected dates of the 1989 World Tour, at the Formula One Grand Prix on October 22, 2016 in Austin, Texas. And finally, it was performed on the Reputation Stadium Tour in London in place of All Too Well in honor of that being the 15th show of the tour. It is certified gold in Canada and two times platinum in the U.S. And for this song, Taylor partnered with Best Buy for a program titled At 15, which allowed teens to help decide how Best Buy's At 15 fund would be distributed among various charities. For Taylor's version of the song, it is a part of the Fearless Taylor's version, The Kissing in the Rain chapter. And the hidden message for 15 is, I cried while recording this. Let's get into the lyrics. We will break down the music video alongside the corresponding lyrics as we have done with previous music video and lyric breakdowns in the past. We begin with a iconic guitar intro. Taylor's intros are very telling and I'm not sure if anyone listening to this podcast has ever seen Swifties record themselves playing only the first five seconds of Taylor's songs on a shuffle playlist and being able to identify in less than five seconds which song it is. It's very impressive. Don't know if I would be able to do that, but I'd be willing to give it a try. I think I would need 10 seconds. (laughs) But this guitar is an iconic introduction. And in the music video, it begins with Taylor barefoot in a white sundress, approaching a tall arched doorway which materializes in the middle of a barren landscape. 
Taylor looks at a photograph of herself and her friend that is tucked into the arch and then passes through the doors as she begins singing. Verse 1. You take a deep breath and you walk through the doors. Taylor is centering herself. She is laying the platform, setting the scene. Here we go with a story that is 15. Whoa, I just rhymed there. (laughs) That was very unintentional. It's the morning of your very first day. Now in the music video, as Taylor has passed through the arched doorway, animated flowers and vines start to grow across the scene and people and objects from her high school fade in and out of view and it creates a montage of scenes from her freshman year. This setting must have been so nerve-wracking. Put yourself back to either your own freshman year first day of school or even just in Taylor's shoes. New city, new school, new friends. <sighs> so nerve-wracking. You say hi to your friends you ain't seen in a while. In the music video, she does this little wave and it's so shy and so cute and just communicates such unsurety and nervousness. It's a perfect little gesture. If you haven't watched the music video in a while, I highly recommend going back and watching it either while we're going through the lyrics or before so that you can reference the little moments that I will be referencing. Try and stay out of everybody's way. So sad how mostly when we are younger, I would say, but this can carry on into adulthood as well in that we just have that unsureness about ourselves, our personalities, our presence, and we don't want to take up space. Thankfully, one of the welcomed lessons I have learned as I've gotten older is that I'm unafraid to be myself and to take up that space, not in a rude or disrespectful, overbearing way, of course, but in a way where I am confident in my self-expression. But that's not what Taylor is saying here. She isn't as confident in her self-expression right now in the space that she inhabits. And this is her way of showing us this uncertainty. In the music video, a lone flying paper airplane flies through the screen. And that sent me forward to 1989, Out of the Woods, the lyric, two paper airplanes. I thought it very, this may be a stretch of an Easter egg, but the fact that there's only one paper airplane in this scene in the music video, but then in the lyric, it's two paper airplanes. Something about that connected for me. It's your freshman year and you're going to be here for the next four years in this town. Now, we've talked about it before when we've talked about Taylor's high school experience. Those four years of high school are the largest, most encompassing experience timestamp, if you will, in one's life, or so it feels. It just feels like the be-all, end-all, those four years of high school. It feels like nothing exists past that. So standing on the beginning end of it is such an insurmountable feeling, not only for Taylor, but I think for many of us who are all in this position. Hoping one of those senior boys will wink at you and say, and in the music video... A cute boy in a red shirt with a black backpack walks by Taylor and then turns to look back at her. And this is a little nudge to her senior boyfriend, Drew Dunlap, of which Tim McGraw is written about. She was a freshman and he was a senior. So she did date a senior in her freshman year of high school. You know, I haven't seen you around before. 
In the music video, Taylor walks through memories of high school and she arrives at a tree where she sits down on a trunk underneath of it, like a wooden suitcase trunk, and starts playing an acoustic guitar. The guitar has Taylor and a flower vine inscribed on the neck of it. It is similar to the guitar that she then goes on to play during her performances of this song on the Fearless Tour. And across the screen, digitalized flowers are growing and taking shape. That's the end of verse one. We move on to the first chorus. Because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. Ugh, this is such a heartbreaking lyric. And I almost feel like this is my favorite lyric in, in a bizarre way. Let me explain. Because it's, it's the end of innocence. Remember when people would just tell you things and you would accept what they said to you at face value. You didn't have to be on alert for any hidden agendas or red flags. That was just how you experienced the world around you. And eventually we stop experiencing the world like this. And it's almost like Taylor is saying, this was my last time experiencing the world in this manner when I was 15. And when you're 15, feeling like there's nothing to figure out. You know how Taylor always gives a little speech before she plays her songs in certain environments and whatnot. So in a speech that she says before she goes on to play 15, her lead in is the last time I thought I knew everything I was pause 15. And then she goes on to perform the song. We'll count to 10. Take it in. This is life before you know who you're going to be. 15. The count to 10, take it in. That's referencing the very first lyric of the first verse. You take a deep breath. That's that centering oneself. She really is trying to just be in the moment and experience this last age of innocence, if you will. Let's move on to verse two. You sit in class next to a redhead named Abigail. Abigail is featured in another music video. We love seeing her. This is her third one so far. She features obviously quite heavily as the song is written partially about her. In the music video, two desks materialize beneath a chalkboard and Taylor sits down at the desk next to Abigail. They are talking to themselves, kind of like whispering back and forth. And soon enough, your best friends laughing at the other girls who think they're so cool will be out of here as soon as we can. They've got big plans. And then you're on your very first date and he's got a car and you're feeling like flying. This is the Fearless Taylor's version reference. We talked about that last week at length. So go listen to that if you want to hear about the perfect first date, which I think this is what this is referring to. And your mama's waiting up and you're thinking he's the one. In the music video, we transition to a convertible under the night sky. And you're dancing around the room when the night ends. Abigail and her date are cuddling in the front seat of this convertible when the night ends. Chorus two, because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, Taylor is now standing and playing her guitar in a field of flowers underneath this moonlit night sky. You're going to believe them when you're 15 and your first kiss makes your head spin round. Abigail and her date kiss in the music video. But in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team. 
I almost think this is also my favorite lyric of this song. If one can have two favorites, why not? This is the dodge the bullet scenario. This is the we are meant for more scenario. I don't necessarily subscribe to the philosophy that everything happens for a reason. But if I did, this would be that moment in this song. But I didn't know it at 15. There is a musical interlude and during this time in the music video, Abigail's date tries to go further physically and she pushes him away. He is trying to convince her otherwise. We go to the bridge. When all you wanted was to be wanted, wish you could go back and tell yourself what you know now. We have left the innocent stage of this song and we are now into the cautionary stage of this song. It is twofold. It is one of her experiencing it and then it is one of her looking back and sharing the experience. In the music video, Abigail and her date are sitting far apart in the front seat of his car and it then transitions to Abigail sitting alone in a field of flowers. Now, this next part, I'm not sure whether to qualify it as verse 3 and it's only half of a verse, or as a second bridge. I'm uncertain. Let me know which category you place it in. Back then I swore I was going to marry him someday, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine. This is a huge line. This kind of tags onto the you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team line, and we'll be out of here as soon as we can line. This is seeing outside of those four years of high school and seeing the world as it could be for you. And Abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind. The line that started it all, the line that Taylor was nervous about to perform for Abigail. In the music video, Taylor comes and sits with Abigail and hugs her. The lyrics go, we both cried. Chorus three, because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, in the music video, a drop of rain lands on a flower and then it starts raining. You're going to believe them. And when you're 15, leaves are falling. It's dark and stormy in the music video. Don't forget to look before you fall. I've found time can heal most anything and you just might find who you're supposed to be. Here is the caution. Here is the advice. I didn't know who I was supposed to be at 15. Now, to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I don't think one should have to know who one is supposed to be at 15, and I believe most people would agree with that, but it is healthy to know that life can be more than the world experience you have gathered so far at the age of 15. That fine balance. Taylor vocalizes with some la-la-las, and in the music video, it transitions from this digitalized memory world to a real-life scene. It's a busy, crowded street raining, lots of black umbrellas. Taylor is under one of said umbrellas and she has her hair pinned up, very all too well 10 minute version music video style. She's wearing a black trench coat and she's in front of a high school. Your very first day, take a deep breath, girl. She meets the eyes of a student at the entrance of the high school. Take a deep breath as you walk through the doors. Again, ending with the beginning. And that is 15 Taylor's version. This song means to me, it's okay when things don't work out. It's hard in the moment. It's so difficult, especially when you have a lot of investment or expectations, whether it's a relationship or a lifestyle. But there is bigger things out there. 
there is alternative things that are just as good, if not better. And it's okay. And it will be okay. That's what 15 means to me. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where we highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. We have the weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and our newest trend, the transport trend. Let's see what trends she uses in this song. Taylor's trends. We have a total of six trends in this song. First, the time of day trend. It's the morning of your very first day. Total of one. The calendar trend. It's the morning of your very first day. It's your freshman year for the next four years in this town, bringing us to a total of three. We have one style trend, a redhead named Abigail, and one transport trend. And he's got a car, bringing us to a total of six trends used in 15 Taylor's version. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to this week. Taylor news. Oh my goodness, there is a lot this week. I feel like I say that every week though. Taylor passed 205 million Instagram followers. She's gaining like a million Instagram followers a week. It's absolutely insane. Bustle listed Taylor Swift's 2013 presentation among the most powerful female empowerment presentations at the Grammys. If you recall, she performed We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and that's when she did the Harry Styles accent. What a good throwback there. Rolling Stone crowned Taylor Swift's 2021 Grammy performance as the fourth best of all time, and since it was more recent, You may recall she performed a mashup of Cardigan, August, and Willow from Folklore slash Evermore. Twitter came for Entertainment Insider when they tweeted about Taylor's chance of Evermore winning the album of the year at the Grammys this year, saying it contains more weak spots, gave the examples Cowboy Like Me, Long Story Short, Closure, Despite the genius of Evermore, a back-to-back victory for Swift would feel too partisan. And oh boy, did Twitter call them out for this comment. Obviously, we completely disagree. So at the time I'm recording this, the Grammys for me are in a few hours. But at the time of release, it will have already happened. So we will discuss any Taylor news that happens at the Grammys. But obviously, we all want Evermore to win. Let's just all agree, and this comment is ridiculous. To celebrate the Evermore nomination for Album of the Year at the Grammys, we had a new Evermore album merch collection on the Taylor Swift store. I purchased a few items myself, shocker. I got the black You'll Always Know Me long-sleeved t-shirt, the golden Never Be So Kind t-shirt, and the You Left Them All to Me ring tray. I'm excited for the ring tray because I wanted something to display all of my Taylor Swift jewelry on, and this will be the perfect thing for that. Taylor swept the Golden Derby Music Awards, winning a total of six awards, Artist of the Year, 
Best Pop Artist, Best Pop Album Evermore, Record of the Year Willow, Song of the Year Willow, and Video of the Year Willow. Jimmy Fallon shared his current favorite song as The Last Great American Dynasty. Oof. Such a good choice, Jimmy. Red Taylor's version won Album of the Year at the 2022 Premios Likes Brazil. The Recording Academy added Gold Rush to their official 2022 Grammys playlist. Still no word at this time of recording whether or not Taylor will be in attendance or even performing at the Grammys. But like I said, any Taylor news that happens, we will report on it next week. One of the Bridgerton season two writers shared that she was listening to illicit affairs while making episode five, specifically the lyrics. You showed me colors, you know, I can't see with anyone else. And if you've seen season two and this episode, you will know how well that fits. And finally, Taylor will receive an honorary doctorate from NYU and speak at the 2022 commencement ceremony at Yankee stadium, making the, phrase Dr. Taylor Swift trend on Twitter this past week. That is so exciting and I'm so jealous of all the attendees. That's all for this week's version of Taylor and 15 Taylor's version. Next week we will be covering Love Story, Taylor's version. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>